Okay, so this past, okay, so this past weekend, we all know that I just experienced a glory encounter. I went to Orlando, Florida with my mentorship group, the core group, hosted by Jenny Weaver. I mean, she's just becoming my favorite right now. I I don't even know how to express how she has impacted my life. But if you just stay tuned to this podcast and this um, <clears throat> YouTube channel long enough, you will know your girl is straight out of core group. Do you hear me? Straight out of core group and we don't play. There's a time to pray. There's a time to slay. And we all about having them demons come up and out in Jesus mighty name. Do you hear me? Because that's what happened to me. I mean, your girl was laid out flat. If you hear my voice in the last podcast, I was done for. Okay. Holy Spirit wrecked me, yanked me, pulling demons out of every which way. I mean, they were fleeing seven times everywhere. So today I'm going to talk about the desperation and the process it took for me to get there to get my to receive my deliverance and um we're going to talk about one of my favorite passages in the bible it's in marks 5 through 25 to 34 it's the woman with the issue of blood baby let me tell you so before i get into that y'all gotta bear with me because i'm on camera and it's weird <laughs> i've done videos before but i hate looking at myself and talking i just i'm talking to myself but okay anyway y'all know y'all know i could be a little uh <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you guys though about my process of getting to a place of healing and deliverance so first of all i was calling things that aren't as though they are um the power of your confession is tremendously, tremendously, seriously impeccable, if that's a word. <laughs> it will impact your life in such a way that you have never known. We really have to be careful for the things that we declare out of our mouth. We can make um, positive and negative declarations over our life where spirits of demonic entity can take that and run with it and it will produce death or angelic hosts can take that, run with it and produce life. And so before I left to Orlando and weeks prior to that, your girl was on a fast with the core group. Uh, I did my best. I did not, I don't think that I did properly, but I did my best concerning that. Your girl wasn't really sure what to do. I heard drink water. It was a 21 day fast, by the way. I heard drink water. At least I think I did, or at least I was trying to be super spiritual and just jump right in there for 21 days. I did 14 before, but this time it was it was difficult. I don't feel like God led that, <laughs> but um, I tried to just like juice, and then I was switching it up too much. This is how I knew that it wasn't Holy Spirit leading me. It was me because I was trying to eat. So then I just ended up doing like one meal a day. I was able to do that, and then within that one meal a day, I was going to cut out meat that didn't work my family are meat eaters and my husband was cooking and he was just giving me food you know so but anyway it's by the graces of God and we grow from glory to glory and so with that being said I did my best but your girl went on a fast before the retreat and within my fast I petitioned some things to the Lord I wrote them down 
I declared them in the atmosphere. I took them to the prayer room. Um, all the things that I knew that I was struggling with, that God was dealing with me with, um, concerning my growth within him, concerning um, strongholds and bondages in my mind and then in my life that was hindering me from moving forward. And so um, I was just telling the Lord, like when I get to this retreat, because I knew that there was enough anointing to cut through the, the crap, okay? Um, there's the time where you get to a place where you're like, I can't go further unless I encounter God in a greater measure. And so I knew that I would be able to encounter God at the retreat. Um, I saw the last retreat before this one that I went to and how the spirit of the Lord was in there and the glory was there. And so I knew I was pulled to try to figure out a way to get there. Not gonna retell that story, but I got there. Your girl got set free. I got delivered. I got healed. I still got my joy, and uh, <laughs> it's not going nowhere because I'm rooted and grounded in Christ. This time, your girl straight out of core group. Like we, <laughs> we ain't playing up in here, okay? So I'm in my word, girl. I'm in multiple versions. I'm reading books that helped your girl. The sound of freedom, blessing my life. Um so many things but i'm reading this devotional that also helps me it's called in god's presence definitely where we have to be in this season um staying dwelling in the secret place in his presence if nothing else i think it was paul that said god whatever you do don't take your holy spirit from me don't take your presence i can't live a life without the presence of god with me. I cannot go through my day without the Lord. And so I made it a mission of mine with this eight hours of my family being in school and at work to devote it to the Lord in worship, in prayer and reading and dedicating my time unto God and doing whatever it is he has me doing. So, um, at the retreat, I didn't get to tell this testimony because I was trying to figure out this is where the devil fought me the most, by the way. I was trying to figure out on that first night what happened to me. Because your girl was slain multiple times. And I know that deliverance doesn't come with just falling out and slaying in the glory. And the, you know, goosebumps, heebie-jeebies that you feel from when the presence of God is around. But this time... The presence of God wasn't just around, but the glory of God was within. He was in me. Um, there was a particular moment where Mama Jeannie brought her, brought this reserved seat, this reserved chair that was in the middle of the stage. It said reserved and her being prophetic, she used it. Okay. And she said, I don't know where this chair came from. But just imagine if the king of glory was sitting in this seat, what would you do? Somewhere along the lines of that, she said. And she said, look at that door in the back. And when she pointed to the back, she said, let the king of glory come on in. Something like that. And people started to fall, boom, 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 to their knees. Now I was on the far right side of the building if you're facing this way um i had a vision 
And that's crazy because I have those, but I didn't know that I was having those where I would just see flashes of things and I didn't realize that your girl can see in the spirit. Like I have sight. I'm I'm thrilled <laughs> because that's amazing when your Holy Spirit gifts are activated, when you're activated in your calling, you know, as a prophetess, um, there's many realms, there's many things to learn and I'm not nowhere close scratching the surface but anyway while I was sitting or while I was standing worshiping and she uh proclaimed that this the Lord the king of glory was coming in the room and she put that chair in the front I saw a vision of the woman with the issue of blood pushing her way through the crowd to touch the hem of God's garment now this story relates to me so much because I didn't have a hemorrhaging problem but I had a problem in my mind For as long as I remember, I suffered from major depression, major sadness, hopelessness, worry, fear, doubt. Um, At one point, I was diagnosed with having manic depression, um, borderline personality disorders, um, insomnia, because I would stay up for multiple days at a time and have excessive amounts of energy and rapid speech, um, and anxiety, not to the point of where I had to be hospitalized and couldn't breathe and all that stuff, but just major, just like, you know, anxiety, um, carrying a lot of false burdens and things, um, I have this book that I'm reading out of and anxiety is actually an evil spirit. The functions of this demon anxiety has characteristics of feeling burdensome, having false sense of responsibilities, major fatigue, a sense of heaviness, nervousness, restlessness, and weariness. That's how you know if you have anxiety. Your girl had that. Um, But I had the vision of the woman crawling through the crowd, pressing her way through. I'm about to read the story and then I'll go into it. But um, I had a vision and the Lord said, It's your faith that made you whole, that makes you whole. And so I got on my knees, mind you, I'm a little ghetto, okay? So I bought these pants while I was in Florida, floating in the glory for like $70. Your girl didn't go with that type of money, okay? I had spent like my last to get there. And so I kept the tag on those pants. (laughs) I was gonna go take them back. And the Lord said, It's your faith that made you whole. There was a whole multitude of people at the altar pressing in. I got on my knees and crawled. And while I was crawling to the altar, 
<laughs> I envisioned myself as that woman with the issue of blood. If I could, and I told myself, if I could just touch the hem of his garment with my Holy Spirit imagination, I got to the front of the altar when Jenny got on her knees and she was singing out to the Lord. And I reached and touched the middle of the chair as if it was the Holy, the, the God himself sitting in the chair. And as soon as I did that, I felt fire just burning all the way up my body. I started to sweat bullets. I'm not a sweater. My hair was stuck to my face. My shirt was stuck, but I immediately start to tremble. And I promise you, God immediately start to purge me. I start purging. For some of you that don't know, it's like when you spit up this stuff, even if you have eaten, it's like clear. It looks like bubbles or whatever that comes out of your body, but it comes from deep. You can feel it coming all the way from the gut. Those are spirits coming out or demons or whatever you want to call it. The demons aren't in the spit, but because the demons are coming out, it <clears throat> messes with your <clears throat> gag reflex. It's not the gag reflex, but it messes with your throat. Anyway, and you spit them out. Um, <clears throat> so while I was down there on the floor, God began to purge me. But the whole time, my body is trembling. And I mean, in an uncontrollable shake that I've never done. But it was the heat for me that I was like, he was burning away everything that wasn't like him from my, the top of my head to the soles of my feet. But while I was down there on the ground... I heard some of the most disturbing screams of my life. I couldn't see, but it was darkness. My eyes were closed, which is why I couldn't see, but it was like this darkness. But all I saw was darkness, but such a bright light that it was beaming red while my eyes are closed because I'm just a little, you know, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm also purging, I'm shaking. But I hear these screams that was almost fearful because it sounded like screams from the pit of hell. <laughs> All these crazy sounds of screeching. It sounded like demons, though, running for their life, fleeing out of people. I'm at the foot of everyone in the crowd. I'm, I'm under the thing pretty much. And I can hear all this. And it was almost like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. The screams, even my own, I'm down there purging. And I can hear everyone else's scream crying out to the Lord. They were desperate pushing in to get whatever God had for them in that hour, whatever they had come to that retreat with those women, those demons that was oppressing them, the demons that were lying to them, the spirits that were seducing them, the spirits that were calling them back to their old ways. Some of us came in there mute. We came out of there bold and loud for Christ. Some of us came in there depressed. We came out of there with peace. Some of us came in there confused. We came about out of there on fire for God. Some of us came in there with marital problems. We came home to love and intimacy. I can testify to that. That's before another time. But 
We were pressing in. I left everything at that altar. I lifted up my children and I put them on the altar. I gave my kids back to God. I gave my finances back to God. I gave my husband back to God, my marriage. I gave my business ideas, my uh, my dreams, my aspirations. I gave it all back to God. I even gave my unsaved family members and my loved ones back to God down there on that altar. And while I was crying and God was purging me, I can see everyone in my family. And I heard all the screams of all the wicked things coming out. But then I also heard the most beautiful angelic singing of everyone that received freedom from the finger of God. Now deliverance didn't break out in the manner of crazy manifestations, maybe for some, but it was really just crying out and yelling that I heard while I was down there. This wasn't like day two where everybody had demons just flooding out, okay? But this was different. It was such a cry, like the wailing women, that some of them just had a... Some of us had just the cry, a cry of a mother. There's some. There's nothing like a mother that cries out for their child. I mean, or a woman in so much pain that there's no words that they could say to the Lord. He knows every tear that we cry. He knows what every moan and groan means. That's what I heard, all the pain, all the heartache. Even Jenny herself was crying out. There's no one too big or too little that God cannot reach and that he will not deal with. Y'all, and then when everyone started just singing and glorifying his name, It was the most beautiful thing to hear them being set free. I could just imagine back in the days where the woman with the issue of blood was pushing in the crowd and everybody's crying out like we were at the retreat. Jesus, 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 Lord, 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 God Almighty, God Almighty, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father my redeemer, my healer, my mind regulator. Father, father, those of us that are fatherless. All of these things, these women are coming and pushing in. Can you imagine being a crowd of people trying to get to one person? Everybody crawling their way. But these women were standing in and they were worshiping, but they were crowding in because they wanted to get to where the fire was. They wanted to touch the heat. It's the pressure from pressing the olives that creates the anointing. It's the fire turned up heat, hot, seven times hotter, hotter, that purifies the gold. We were pressing in to get purified. We were pressing in to get healed. We were pressing in to get cleansed, to get sanctified, to get activated. Nobody was looking for Jenny. We were all pressing into God. And that was the most amazing thing. Our hearts was postured unto the Lord. So many gifts were open up. Even just for me, I'm a woman that is multifaceted. I can do some of a lot of things just naturally. If I see it, I could do it. But the enemy messed with my mind so much. 
that I was doubting my my natural capability just to learn and 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 soak up information. Let's read this real quick. Mark 5:25. And a certain woman had a hemorrhaging of 12 years. This is an issue of blood and other translations, that's what it says. And had suffered much under many physicians. So she went and looked for many, many physicians. She went to the counselor. She went to the doctor. She went to, you know, the the gynecologist. <laughs> if that's the right type of doctor for that type of issue. But you know what I mean. She went and seen every type of doctor she could possibly find. She had spent all that she had and was not getting any better. Rather, she got worse. When she had heard of Jesus, she came in the crowd behind him and touched his garment. She heard Jesus was in town. Jesus is here. How many of y'all going to press y'all way when you know that the king of glory is in? Oh, you waiting for him to get to you, honey? I'm about to, if I got to get on my knees and crawl in pants, I got to take back to get to the feet of the, of, of the feet of the king of glory. I'm going to do it. Forget these pants. <laughs> We'll get the money back in some type of way or forget it. I'm healed. I'll forget all about them pants. But for she said, if I may touch his garment, I should be healed. Other versions said, I will be made whole. If I can just touch him, he ain't got to look at me. He ain't got to touch me. He ain't got to say nothing. If I could just touch the bottom piece, the hem, just the little part under the thread. If I could just touch that, I will be healed. I will be made whole. Do you know how the level of faith she had to have for that? Baby was determined. Listen, sis was like, huh, I don't care. You know how many women spent their last dime to fly? Some of them with 17 hours. Some people drove for days or a day. I flew for uh, seven hours spent my last harassed my husband (laughs) to get there and then god blessed me because that's where he wanted me to be and some people were some people's tickets were purchased for them out of nowhere girl you want to go to the core group i got you some people's rooms were paid for because it was a divine encounter this needed to happen in this season there's so much going on in this world today God was orchestrating meetings for us. He was orchestrating us to meet, excuse me, at that time. Some of us had to spin every dime because we searched all over, still couldn't find nobody. Searched high and low, still couldn't find nobody. But we realized nobody's greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. We find out he was a great God. He healed us. He redeemed us. It was our faith that made us whole. Some people watching online were saying, oh, I didn't receive because I wasn't there. It's your faith that made you whole. Some of us was there and feeling like Jenny didn't touch me. I didn't fall out. I didn't shake. It's your faith that made you whole. If you have faith to believe that you received what you went there for, you received it. Oh, the devil tried to tell me that when I got down there on that ground, 
The power of God that I felt, it was taking over me so much that I could not even stand. Jenny had to say, Some, come carry y'all friends to back to y'all seats, those of y'all. I didn't want to leave that spot. I kept trying to get back over there and they was hauling me off. And every time, and she kept on singing, kept on pre- preaching. And I just kept going back into a praise because I'm like, oh, God is so good to me. I never want to leave this spot. So when I got home, I was determined to press back into the glory. I want to refill what I felt at that retreat and more. I want to go to a higher height. I want to go to a deeper depth in God. This was nothing that Jenny did. This was all God. And I give honor to Jenny because it was her that listened to the voice of God that orchestrated this whole core group that brought together other women that were on fire for God, that wanted to revive their fire for God, that had been searching for connections. It was her obedience that did it, even if she didn't even think, I don't know how this is going to go, but she did it. And she's teaching other women like myself to go forth. Even if I'm like, I don't know how you about to do this. I'm me. You want to use me to do? Oh, okay. We were pressing in so hard. We all lost our voice. I'm still trying to get mine back because I was worshiping, praising God, giving him every fiber of my being. Those that worship him will worship him in spirit and in truth. We were desperate not to let any rock cry out for us. I mean, we were praising God with body parts we didn't even know we were using. Every vocal cord we had left. <laughs> Glory! <laughs> okay? At times I'm like, oh, girl, but ah! right along with her because hold on, you ain't gonna outshout me. I'm about to show we both like, ah, God, hallelujah. I'm extra. I know, but it's all right because I'm extra for the Lord. I'm going to give him glory. This is how I am all day, every day. So this is what you're going to get. I mean, it is what it is. I do not apologize for who I am in Christ. I will no longer do that or put a cap or veil on the glory that God has put in me. I know what I am carrying this season. Hmm. Oh, you're going to get this Jesus. You're going to get this Jesus. So anyway... It says, 28, for she said, if I may touch his garment, I shall be made whole. And immediately her hemorrhaging dried up. Immediately when I touched that altar, I immediately felt the effect of healing. I immediately start to regurgitate all the mental lies, all the strongholds that I was shaved from a, a voice that was not God. He says that a stranger's voice we will not follow. But some of us don't really know the difference because we haven't been in the secret place. Because we have not yet grasped the intimacy that we need with God. Guilty. I just didn't understand. I grew up in very religious legalism churches and it was all about performance based. I wasn't really taught. I was taught that and told what to do, but wasn't really shown what that looks like. See, in the core group, if y'all not in there, I don't know what you're doing, but we're taught how to enter in true intimacy. We even have times where Jenny just puts the camera down and she prays. She ain't worried about us. She's seeking the king of glory, which shows us and gives us an example on how to 
put God first and how to seek him with our whole heart, mind, soul, spirit, and all of our strength, mind, will, and emotions. <laughs> She's unashamed about God. And so it tells us we must be unashamed for the Lord and push forth. Um, <clears throat> immediately when our faith is activated, unhindered by doubt, we can be made whole from everything that hinders us, everything that easily besets us from God. It's the faith. It's our faith that pleases God. It's our faith that saved us in the first place. We're saved by faith through grace. Hallelujah. Thank God. Her image was dried up and she she felt her body, she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Immediately I felt in my body something changed. At once Jesus knew within himself the power had gone out of him. <clears throat> in some versions it says he felt virtue leave him. <clears throat> you can get to a place in worship and prayer that God will respond because he can feel you pulling on his heart. When you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart because he can feel you pulling on him. He can feel you tugging at him. He can feel you drawing near. And so he draws near to you. Some of us give up praying because we're like, I've been praying for 5, 10, 15 years and it's never happened. Well, is your heart postured just to receive the hand of God? Or are you postured to seek his face, to get to know him, to develop a relationship with him, just to hear him, just to allow him to hold you and embrace you? And you hold and embrace him like a father. I didn't have a father to embrace and to hold me, but I can imagine what that would be like. And so I use that to press in with God. And God is healing me right now from father wounds and showing me how to be a daughter. I know I'm dwelling on this scripture right now in Romans 8, 14 and 15. I have it put on my wall. It says, for as many are led by the spirit of God, they are the daughters, sons and daughters of God. I add the daughter in there because it's a son. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again, but to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby I cry, Abba, Father. God has not left me an orphan. Even though my biological father may have left me that way. God has not. And so I press into Abba, Father, as if he was my biological father, because he is. And I lean to him and on him as I would a natural dad. So those of us women that have father issues, wounds, and didn't grow up with your father and you don't know what it's like to be a daughter, get to the feet, to the lap of Jesus, and he will restore your heart. He will fill those voids of looking for love in the wrong places because you really just want your daddy. He will heal those wounds. Just trust him. Learn of him. Start reading the scriptures and seeing how he heals. The miracles that he's done. 
the love and compassion that he's shown like a father would do. If you fall and scrape your leg, a, a good father is going to prop you up on a chair and, you know, um, clean it up, bandage it, kiss it, and then affirm you that it's okay. It's going to heal and I'll make it better. Give you some ice cream, take your mind off the hurt, and you'll be all right. That's how Jesus does us. That's how he's been doing me. I've never known a love like this. I've never known a love like this. And so he turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garment? And the disciples said to him, do you see all these people pressing against you? Why would you say who touched me? Jesus, Papa, you don't see all these people grabbing you. What do you mean? Everybody's touching you. He says, no. But he looked around to her who had done it. He said, but the woman, she touched me. I felt the virtue leave. Then the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the entire truth. I'm the woman with the issue of blood. Nobody wanted to be around me. God, I was excluded from the crowd. They told me because I was hemorrhaging, I couldn't be a part of nothing. I spent all my money and I just kept getting worse and worse. I didn't know what else to do, but I heard that you was in town. So I said, I got to get to Jesus. I have to just touch him. If I have to push my way through the crowd, I ain't got no more money. I don't have no more time. I've seen all the psychiatrists that I could see. I didn't smoke all the weed that I can smoke. I didn't try every drug that I can try. I tried self-medicating. I tried getting medications from the pharmaceutical uh, pharmaceuticals. None of it worked. Jesus, I need you. She had to be desperate. I was desperate for you, God. So it was me. It was me that touched you, God. I want to be made whole. He said to her, daughter, it's your faith that made you whole. Now you are well. Go in peace. Be healed from your affliction. Glory! Isn't that good? That's good. After she told, she dropped down and told him the truth, y'all. Sometimes we gotta be transparent. I see God, <laughs> I have such a transparent ministry, such a transparent walk with God. Look at that angel feather. Did y'all see that? Where did that come from? Hallelujah. Thank you, God. I have such a transparent life. <laughs> I, God just be exposing all my stuff. I believe that there's freedom in transparency. Mm -hmm. If we could just remove the dignity and the pride, let's get undignified and remove the pride, okay? If we could just be transparent, others can get free. God reveals it so he can heal it. If it's not revealed, it can't be healed. If you're hiding your iniquities, <clears throat> if you're struggling with sin and behind closed doors and bondage, you can't be healed. The Bible tells you to confess your sins one to another so they can pray for you and you can be healed. But then we keeping it secret. Why? Because we want to seem like we have arrived. What? Where's the glory in that? <laughs> I need help. I'm the first one to be like, me, Lord. It's I standing in the need of prayer. 
<laughs> I need prayer. There's deliverance in the details. But we do have to be wise on who we're giving the details to. So they can properly discern the spirit behind the thing. And you can get the proper uh, counsel, wise counsel that's needed. Because some of us is running to people that have no idea. And that are learning. And you get more and more demons. And more and more confused. And it's not working. But I think God allows that for a time. Because he wants you to get to a place where you're like, I've searched all over. Still couldn't find nobody. Search high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. When you finally touch the hem of his garment, you will realize there's nobody greater. There's nobody greater, Jesus. Nobody greater than you. He'll have you in the midst of public places singing, How great is our God. Sing with me, how great. Hey, sing with me. Is our God all who sees how great, how great is our God. You're the name above all names. You are worthy of my praise. And with my heart, I'll say how great is our God. That's all he wants is you to seek him first. All this righteousness. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Freedom, healing, peace, deliverance, finances, intimacy. It'll all be added unto you if you seek God first. He don't want us calling our friends and our mama and our aunties and our cousins and sister girl or sister watermelon up the street for all my core group sis that know what I'm talking about. Um, he wants you to call him. I'm guilty as charged. I'd be the first one, girl. Oh, I've fallen and I can't get up. I need help, please. They stop answering the phone. Now I'm like, I'm getting, I'm being rejected. God said, no, I'm calling you. You calling them and I'm calling you. I should have been the first one on your 911 list. Emergency intercessors. Yes, we do need intercessors. But if they're true intercessors, God will already download and put you in their heart and they will pray for you over there. But God wants us to get to a place in this season where we seek him first. Before we call sister girl, sister watermelon, mama, daddy, cousin, sister, friend, we must first go to him because what I learned is throughout my deliverance process, throughout my walk with God, he delivers me the most by myself. Deliverance in the mind from reading this word, pulling down those strongholds from renewing my mind in the word of God through my worship, singing in adoration unto him. Most of the time, Praying in the in my in the spirit, in my heavenly language, he purges me in my house on the floor. And if I am in a sanctuary with other believers, God doesn't even never allow people to touch me. It's always by the finger of God. Throughout my whole entire, if my husband was here, he could be my witness. I'm always on the floor. <laughs> 
that's not good because I mean, I mean, well, yeah, it is good because I stay getting delivered. It's a deliverance. It's, it's all the time. We always constantly sinning. That's why the de- the Bible tells us to repent daily. We have sinful nature. I'm human. My attitude might be right, wrong. I need healing, deliverance. So anyway, uh, we constantly growing. We're constantly working out our soul salvation. It's going to be a process. But when your heart is postured to God, whatever it is, take it out, do it. He'll do it. Now, I'm not saying there's times where you won't need assistance from someone else to help assist you pull the things out. But nine times out of 10, if you've closed every door and every avenue to the enemy, we must not leave a gateway and an open door for the enemy. We must close up everything. Lay aside every weight that easily besets you. Stop doing everything that you know that God is convicting you about, telling you not to do. Don't try to justify it now. Just give it away. I just had to throw away two to $3,000 worth of inventory of beads because I wasn't guided by the Holy Spirit. I kept getting warnings while I was doing that business. And I still worked on my website for months. Put it out there, bought all the pop-up shop stuff. I kept telling people, I knew this ain't, something ain't right. I feel like God is telling me don't make my good be evil spoken of. But listening to people and not the Holy Spirit, I did it anyway. Cost me money, thousands of dollars. Cost me my right mind. Because now I was giving witchcraft an access to be yoked and entangled me to bondage. If y'all haven't seen my testimony, go look at my testimony. I'm going to try to post it on YouTube. I did like a long two-hour <laughs> um, glory um, encounter video. But I might have to post my testimonies, how I did it on Facebook, piece by piece, because it's too long. But go watch it. Sometimes we think things are harmless, and it's really causing harm, and it's harmful. The very thing we're trying to root off is actually bringing that thing in. Like I was wearing waist beads for confidence and sensuality and sexuality and the whole time I had them on, I didn't feel none of that. I didn't feel confident. I was using those to beautify, but then it turned into like vanity. And I had this sensuality, you know, about myself. Wicked, unholy, ungodly. Trying to figure out why lust is everywhere. Oops, I know now. You know better, you do better. I was willing to surrender it all unto God, to give it all away, all the time, all the effort, all the money. I trashed it, tore down the website. Now God has me building another one for what he really wanted me to do, which was right, to blog, to use what he's giving me, download it, and to testify and tell others and encourage others. So we have to make sure that we're living for Christ and that we're obedient to him. And we're doing what he's called us to do. Otherwise, we're out of the will of God. We're out of order and we're allowing ourselves to be hindered with familiar spirits. Whew, it's imperative to be in your word. Find a story that resonates with you. If you have to stay there for a while, to gain strength and to pull on it and to apply these principles to your life. So from this story, the woman with the issue of blood, what I got from this is you got to be desperate. 
You got to be willing to push everything out of the way. Be desperate with faith implied to touch the hem of his garment, to reach for Jesus. We must pull on Jesus with everything we have. Move everything else out of the way. Faith, desperation, sacrifice. Be willing to surrender it all and look a fool for the Lord. Those are the key points in this scripture that stood out to me. Must be willing to sacrifice. You must be willing to look, however, let people talk about you if they want. Oh, she shouldn't be here. Oh, she ain't supposed to be doing that. Oh, don't she got the issue? Isn't she crazy? I'm crazy for Jesus. And I'm pushing through all y'all. And the last should be first. And the first should be last. Do you hear me? Because God was ministering to me about that. Y'all go ahead and do all the work. And I'm going to come on in there by faith. And let God lead the way. Faith, desperation, sacrifice, be willing to get rid of everything. Lay it all, give it all on to God. And dwell in his presence. I can't get away from the dwelling part. (laughs) The presence, I can't. I don't know what I would do without the Lord. I'd be here. God, if you take everything, I pray that you don't. But if you do, I still have God. I've been, though, at a place where I had nothing. I used to be in a shelter. I was homeless for a period of time. Trying to get on my feet. Partly it was rebellion. Partly it was God's will. So I had to learn how to depend on him for everything. And I watched how little by little each year we got to a higher level. Me and my husband together. I was the least likely out of my family to have anything because I was the most rebellious. I was the most reckless. I was raggedy. Do you hear me? Raggedy with the D. <laughs> Maybe a T. Raggedy. Okay. <laughs> um, but God is a restorer. If you look at me today, you cannot see what I've been through. I'm a firm, 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 firm believer that you don't have to look like what you've been through. God told me one day, all the hell and high water you've been through, all these ashes, this dirt, this filth that people think is trash, I'm burning it up. All the trash that you have, I'm burning it up. And these ashes that are spilled now, after I burned everything away, I'm gonna give you beauty for that. There's beauty in your pain, girl. If you just look deep enough, you will see the glory of God has been with you the whole time. Carry yourself with dignity. Carry yourself with integrity, I'd say. And the glory of God will shine through you. That's where Glow Through Beauty came from. I'm the first one. I'm the first partaker. He told me, I want you to glow through your life beautifully but you need inner healing. And that's where your outer beauty is going to come from. It's my glory that's shining within you where people want to know, girl, how you glow like that? Where did you get your glow? Well, I had to do small acts of faith and I had to be obedient. And I had to push in. That's how I got the glow. That's how I got the small acts of victory. Glow through beauty. So I'm praying that you glow through your life beautifully. 
with inner healing that brings about an outer beauty. Well, others will want to know, sis, how you got your glow? Girl, I got this from faith, obedience, and the glory of God. Do you hear me? Now, if y'all not part of this core group, what is you doing, sis? Straight out of core group. Go ahead and check it out. But make sure you subscribe to the Dwelling Place podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I love y'all. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Glow Through Beauty by T. Sherelle. And also go check out my Facebook at Tarnisha Washington, where all the good stuff is happening. And my IG is also at Glow Through Beauty for my makeup and lashes stuff. You know, you'll find me there. And then also at Glow Through Beauty Podcast on Instagram. Y'all forgive me because I'm trying to get better at the social media marketing, but hey, God just has me in the word right now, just dwelling. So I love y'all. Stay tuned to the next video and the next podcast. Bye. Hey, sis. If we could just live life intentionally with Holy Spirit leading us and take a deeper look at the pain from our past, being more self-aware and transparent, we could find our glow and use it as ammunition to empower our future from a place of bondage to a place of freedom in Christ. Let's activate that inner warrior and take back what the enemy has stole by shedding light on those strongholds and tear them down. The goal is to build intimacy with the father through one small act of faith and obedience at a time to walk in total victory we will share some hard truths and learn to apply the word of god to our lives as it pertains to walking in faith trust boldness clarity and all the fruits of the spirit in return you will notice you are now walking away from a place of insecurity to security from impurity to purity and are now living your God-ordained purpose. Now let's glow through it.